0: Whoa!
1: show it's starting to percolate down here in auburn teach coaches up uh assistants are up walking around people are starting to mill around the breakfast bar t-row in the morning show hour three we're brought to you every day by extreme outdoor equipment sooners trying to go 2-0 on this road trip they got west virginia on wednesday night they play in the big 12 sec challenge tomorrow so here we go teach it is time for a good old game of who you got. Uh, tomorrow, the 10 Big 12 SEC games. And uh, then I'm going to comment on the importance of this when you are done. You ready? I warned you yesterday.
2: Okay, I'm ready. Hello. Are we on right yeah, now? No, I was answering the phone. Yep. Uh, Doc was letting and us then- know 21 days. So go ahead. I got my daily top five still to go this hour. Skip Johnson joins us next season. You have too much to do. You might need to tell Skip he can't come on. Nope, can't do it. 11 (laughs) a.m., LSU at TCU. Who you got? LSU at TCU. I'm going to take the home team in that game. I'm going the TCU Horned Frogs. LSU's ranked. They are, but not anymore after this weekend. 1 o'clock, Missouri at Iowa State. Uh, Missouri pushed Auburn the other night, but uh, won't be good enough to knock off Iowa State. I'm going Cyclones. All right. One o'clock, West Virginia at Arkansas. Who you got? I'm going Arkansas in that game, the Hogs.
1: I talked to Tony Caridi after the game last night. I said, Have you ever played Arkansas? And he said, No. And I said, Or oh, they have, like on a neutral site. Uh, I said, Wait until you see Bud Walton Arena. 16,000 people, whoopig pig suing all at the same time. It's the most disturbing thing <laughs> you've ever seen in your life. You said Arkansas, right? It
2: uh, did say Arkansas. 3 o'clock, Baylor at Alabama. I'm going to go road team here. Baylor Bears on the road over the Crimson Tide. Alabama's uh, been up and down this year. Uh,
1: that's the first road team you've picked so far. 3 o'clock, K-State at
2: Ole Miss. I don't know. Uh, how is Ole Miss? Uh, this is one when I saw it yesterday. I honestly don't know how this they are. This is a good game. Not great. This is a pretty evenly matched game, I would say. Uh, I'll probably lean home team then and that and go Ole Miss. Okay. 3 o'clock OSU at Florida. I will go uh Ironically, OSU's we playing. have played one of these teams, and yeah. it's not OSU. It's not OSU. Yeah. Um, I wish you played much better over the last couple of weeks, but I'll go Gators at home. Five o'clock, Kentucky at Kansas. Kansas. Marquee game of the showdown. Yeah, Kansas.
1: Oh, that was easy. That's the easiest pick you've well, had. Well, so it's far. the fog. No one survives it. That's true.
2: Five o'clock, Mississippi State at Texas Tech. Uh, Texas Tech, um, I feel comfortable with the home team in that one. I'm not going many road teams in this thing, but, uh... So I'll, far, you've picked one, one road, road team, game. Baylor. Yeah, I'm going to go, uh, Texas Tech to win that game. 7 o'clock, Tennessee at Texas, the Rick Barnes revenge game. Yeah, Rick Barnes does get his binge, uh, revenge, wow. another road team wins, they knock off Texas. And the only game you haven't picked so far, 1 o'clock, Oklahoma at Number one, Auburn. Here's my parameters. Oklahoma wins if they have eight or less turnovers, because that's all they're allowed in this game, Right. and hit 13 or more three-pointers. They do those two things, they win this game. If they fell in either of those categories, they lose. Auburn wins. So for the sake of picking a winner, you are picking... I'll pick Auburn for now, but if OU okay. does those two things, they win. Eight or fewer turnovers mm-hmm. and 13, 13 or more, more threes. Yes. What a game.
1: <laughs> wow. <laughs> what a game. So you have a split in the Big 12 SEC Challenge at 5-5. Five and five. Now, this is what it is, but I do think it is of some importance to OU tomorrow, the outcome of the entirety of the challenge. Not, you know, obviously their own game, but I'm talking about the entirety of, of this. The Big 12 right now is regarded as the number one conference. There's a lot of talk about, God, are they going to get seven, eight, nine teams in this thing? Like, They can't go lay an egg tomorrow and then turn around and justify getting seven eight nine teams in the tournament they can't go two and eight or even like three and seven against the sec and then keep beating their chest we got the toughest conference you know what i mean
2: teach i understand that yeah what about if they go uh if they split like that how do you feel about that i think they're fine i think that's fine i think a split or a big 12 win
1: is is fine um because Oklahoma might be in that range. I hope they're not. I hope they're in the upper half of the conference and we're not worried about it. But it certainly is possible that Oklahoma is down in that bubble range, 7, 8, You know, hopefully not 9, but it down around there and need every advantage they can get, need every point in their column they can get. And so it's important, I think, that the Big 12 keep looking like the monster that everybody believes it is right now. Everybody holds it in very high regard. The defense, how rugged it is, all these teams, all that stuff. If you're going to maintain that reputation, you can't then go out Saturday against the SEC and... So I I do think it's important that the Big 12 represent itself well. They have to at least push. Push or better to it would it be great if they go 7 and 3 8 and 2 something like oh, that absolutely but uh push or better at the very least i think to kind of keep that uh that reputation going all right let's keep the who you got going since you're on a roll right now we also have an afc and nfc championship game this weekend tj on sunday the uh, will determine who will be in the super bowl this year Cincinnati Bengals at the Kansas City Chiefs. That's a 2 o'clock game on Sunday. Who you got?
2: My heart is telling me to go with Cincinnati. My brain's telling me they're not going to roll in. New to this stage, young players in that environment. Very Patrick loud Mahomes. stadium, TJ. yeah. I'm leaning Kansas City, but I'm not going to be surprised if Cincinnati gets them. But I'll pick Kansas City. I think that's the right pick. Um, Gosh, I don't want to see his wife and his brother win a game, though. They play for the Chiefs, you know. I was last
1: laughing at Josh Elmer the other day. He said, I know there's a lot of Chiefs fatigue out there because we've been to four straight AFC Championship games. He's right. But... He goes. We have only won the Super Bowl once in fifty-six years, or something like that. So that was pretty funny. <laughs> I think Chiefs are the pick. It's just hard to imagine after they won that game against Buffalo, that epic struggle, that unbelievable game against Buffalo, that they're going to come back the next week and get beat by the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah,
2: and if it's a tight game, you can't pick against Patrick Mahomes. He just he wins can't close games no matter what times on the clock. NFC Championship game is going to be in play between two California
1: teams, TJ, the San Francisco 49ers and the Los Angeles Rams. Who you got? <sighs> Does there have to be a winner? Uh,
2: Yeah, I think so, because <sighs> you want an opponent for your Chiefs in the Super Bowl. This one's so tough. I can't have the 49er fans in my life happy on Twitter. I can't have Oklahoma the Rams fans and in my Elk life. City happy.
1: legend, Cade Davis, in the house, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, I'm, go ahead. I'm,
2: I'm going up pick. You're thinking
1: about. it. Listen, you're thinking too much about who's fans well, of no, what team. Uh, that's not and true. Stuff.
2: Like, I can't stand the 49ers as an organization. I don't want to see them in the Super Bowl. That, to me, is boring. Um, but the Rams. Think about personnel and who's going to I know. Win the game. You know, you got Oboe, you got some certain ties to OU. I'm going Rams for Matthew okay. Stafford and Oboe, but, boy, that means o- Odell Beckham Jr. gets to a Super Bowl. That rubs me the wrong way. I don't like McVay. I've talked about that. I'm going Rams. I'll pick Rams-Chiefs-Super Bowl.
1: I <sighs> think the 49ers have a uh, Jedi mind hex over the Rams. They beat them six straight times. I think they'll beat them again. Uh, I got Chiefs-Niners. You've got Chiefs-Rams in uh the super bowl in two weeks either one would be a pretty good highly anticipated game i think so acceptable now before we go to break tj what's going
2: on with caleb williams There's something holding up his admission process at Northwestern, from what my people are telling me. (laughs) That should be settled today, they think. There's some testing score stuff that they're looking into. It's hard to get into Northwestern. It is hard to get into. They've got Julia Louis-Dreyfus helping uh, work on this. Uh, She's helping with an NIL deal with Seinfeld and— something to do with uh, residuals and stuff from, uh, you know, Veep, you know, she's got some uh, money she's kicking in on this thing, so they hope to have all that settled today, (laughs) and uh, Northwestern will make the announcement.
1: Today's the enrollment deadline, I'm told, at OU and USC. Not that he's coming back to OU, I
2: don't think, but, uh, so today's the day we're going to hear something, right? I think you uh, get cheese announcements today, yeah. Wisconsin? Wisconsin. He's going to Wisconsin. Really? He's getting cheesy with it. He's working on a music video right now. He's going to USC. Is he? Yes. Hmm. Come on. Of course he is. If he is, why hasn't he been there for three weeks? I don't know. He's not. I I think him and and, uh, Lincoln had a fight. And... (laughs) That would be beautiful. They've broken up. They've
1: broken up. Okay, so today we find out in your opinion, according to your sources, that um Caleb Williams is going to Wisconsin. Yes. Your sources are also telling you that Jackson Dart
2: is going to Ole Miss. That's what the, that's what the uh Technology guy with 112 followers who's a dad of three had let me know last night on Twitter. Yes. And what about Michael Trigg, the other half of the Dart Trigg compo? Silence. I haven't heard anything about him in like two weeks. So hmm. I don't know if he's still a package deal with uh, Dart or not. If he is, then he'll it'll be Ole Miss today. Wow. What a
1: drama this has been. They have held us on the edge of our seats for weeks now, and maybe we find out today. Wow. The excitement is palpable. All right, we'll take a break. We're talking OU baseball. When we come back, three weeks away from opening day, Skip Johnson joins us live next.
0: The T-Row in the Morning Show is powered by Extreme Outdoor Equipment, your full-line dealer for bad boys, zero-turn mowers, tractors, and implements. With two locations, I-35 at Goldsby, exit 104B, and I-44 at the Newcastle, Tuttle exit 108.
1: Oh, I can't wait. Three weeks to the first pitch. Speaking of Auburn, TJ, Sooners open with the Auburn Tigers. Down uh, Down in Arlington. We are joined now for this Landers Sooner Coaches interview by Skip Johnson, head coach of the Sooners. Skip, good morning. How are you today?
3: Super. You guys?
1: We're doing good. We're doing good. How you been feeling, Coach?
3: Oh, incredible! Thanks to uh, Jeff Fraser, my uh, physical therapist. I've been feeling unbelievable.
1: That's good. The best physical That's
3: therapist good. in the world. <laughs> That's good.
1: I'm so happy for. You. I think it's going to make a world of difference for you this baseball season. You know you. Mound visits
3: don't hurt. All that kind of stuff. If I was pitching, I was pitching. I'm not pitching. I don't have any more eligibility. Oh,
1: you're going to be helping those pitchers, though. Uh, Well, tell me, tell me. uh, You know, you start practice today. What's your excitement level for this team? I know there's a lot of work to be done before opening day, but how do you feel about the hand that you've been dealt this year, Coach? Uh,
3: I think it's really good. I mean, you know, going going from COVID and all the restriction we had last year going through the fall was really good. Um, I think the biggest difference for us is, is our team unity as much as anything. I mean, they can put, uh, you know, charts out there. They can tell us where we're at, where we're going to finish, and all that stuff. Our kids don't really care about that too much. They just, they just care about playing. And I think that's the separation in what we do. And uh, day in and day out, our arms are a lot better. Um, How we're going about our business is a lot better. Getting to practice and be around them a lot more is a lot better. You know, there's a lot of things that are, you know, trending the other way. And so we're we're really extremely excited for it.
1: Let's talk about those arms. You mentioned you feel like you got better arms this year. The guy who is getting the most preseason buzz – is Chaz Martinez, the lefty. Uh, What kind of stuff does he have, and then what do you feel like his role will be for you?
3: I think he'll be 90, 93, 95 guy on the mound, uh, plus slider, plus change-up, plus competitive. And you know Chaz is Rene Martinez's brother.
1: Yeah, yeah.
3: Our former catcher. And uh, um, he is... uh, um, I think we'll probably use him as a starter on, you know, Saturday, Sunday, Tuesday. I think that's his best rope.
1: Does – that sounds like to me you've got somebody else in mind for Friday
3: already. Well, I haven't put him in the cowboy hat right now. I mean, (laughs) we we can throw Chaz on Friday, too. Okay. All right. Well, you didn't say the word Friday, so I
1: thought maybe you had somebody already in mind for Friday.
3: Yeah, we could throw him. You know, we could throw him every. You know, I mean, it doesn't matter. A baseball game's a baseball game. Doesn't matter what days it's on. And you know, a lot of people do that. You know, they want to be the starting quarterback every every time. I mean, we want guys that want to be in the trenches, of, like the offensive linemen. That's the guys we want. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, Ben has thrown really good, uh, gotten a lot better. You uh, I mean those guys are? Those guys are. They've been really fun to be around through the fall and the early spring, for sure.
1: Cade Horton came out of uh, Norman High with uh, a bunch of buzz and then got hurt before last season. Still a very highly thought of prospect, but he's back now for you. A great shortstop or, or infielder, a pitcher as well. W- where does he stand in his uh, rehab or his process back right now, and how do you plan to use him this year?
3: Well, right now, I mean, uh, you know, he's still on his rehab program. He'll, you know, he had his surgery almost to the day a year ago. So it'll be, it'll be you know, 12 to 14 months somewhere in there that we'll throw him in a game. It depends on his rehab and how he feels. But he's an everyday player for us as well. So, I mean, that's the thing that he, he's going to hit somewhere in the middle of our lineup, play uh, a, a position for us or D H. depends on how he feels. That day, he's one of our team captains. He's the one that uh, uh, sets the standard for what we talk about day in and day out. He he is one of those guys. I mean, he is a, a special person, and we're sure glad to have uh, uh, Kate Orton for sure.
1: Is it accurate to say he you won't use him as a pitcher this year? No. It's not accurate to say that, or you know you won't use no. him as a pitcher?
3: No, no it's not accurate. <laughs> Oh, okay. I mean, so I you could. His bullpen, his, bull, his bullpen last week, he was uh, probably 92, 93, 94.
1: Okay. So he's back to the point where he can throw for you on the mound.
3: Oh, absolutely.
1: Okay. Uh-huh. Do you see him as a starter or a reliever?
3: I see him as a starter right now. But it, but for him to go out there and throw four or five, you know, log 100 pitches, that's out of the question. Yeah. We've got to build him up, and him being an everyday player, too. Uh, right now, our need for him right now at this moment is to play infield until he gets out, Until we get the full throttle of him going out there where he can bounce back week in and week out, day in and day out uh, of, of pitching.
1: Peyton Graham, uh, I think, moves from third base to shortstop for you this year. Uh, tell me where you have seen Peyton's – Improvement going into the season.
3: Uh, I mean, yeah, we're gonna move him from third to short. Uh, I think he's a. Tr- I think he's a true shortstop. I think he can play anywhere on the baseball field. That's what's incredible to me about him. Uh, his athleticism. I think his presence and his uh, his approach at the plate has changed. Um, not much. Anything else has really changed. Got a little bit stronger. Uh, and I think that's going to come. I think he's pretty strong anyway. Our our strength coach, Tim Overman, does a good job. they did a bunch of team building stuff throughout the fall. Uh, and it was pretty amazing to me. I hear a lot of people say, oh, he doesn't look strong. The Splinter Splinter didn't look strong either, huh?
1: <laughs> he is. But he's he wiry. Yeah, he's, he's yeah. wiry strong. He's, he's an interesting, unique baseball player, I think.
3: When I was watching him push that sled down that uh, uh, in the Everest in the indoor, I got a better respect for him.
1: TJ, uh, let Parker Thune know uh, who the splendid splinter is. Okay, I'll write that later down. Today. Yeah, I'll All right. write that Very good. Down. It's going to be a reference he's going to need to know. Okay, Coach, you got three weeks here. What is the process? How does it work between now and opening day for uh, formulating your ro- rotation, Formulating your starting lineup, getting these guys ready for opening day against Auburn. What What is the process you'll go through these next three weeks?
3: You there? You there? You there?
1: I'm here, coach. Can you hear me?
3: Toby, I got you now. I you got you me now? Okay.
1: Minute.
3: That's okay. Yeah, I had I'll to go ask put the... some diesel. I had to go put some diesel out in my internet out here in the country. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right, I'll ask the question again. You've got three weeks till opening day. What is the process you go through the next three weeks to decide who's in the rotation, who's in the starting lineup, where everybody fits in your bullpen? What are these next three weeks like
3: for you? Just to get in the rhythm of things. You know, that's the biggest thing. And understand the game speed of what we're trying to do, trying to do from here on. I mean, you've got to go out and start practicing at a high intensity so you can try to make practice as much as you can game-like so when the game starts the the game slows itself down you know that's that that's the biggest thing you got to do then what you have to figure out is week to week so so saturday start or today we start we start inter-squad so what we'll do is throw you know we'll play five to seven innings today they'll throw throw 30 45 pitches right and so the next week They'll throw 60 pitches. So the next week going into it, they'll be at about 90 to 100 pitches into their first start. That's assuming we, we don't have any setbacks from week to week for the starting pitches. For the relievers, we go day on, day off. Day on, two days off. On a Friday, throw them on a Tuesday. So we try to match up what our schedule is going to look like and what our – like. Uh, Friday game, Saturday game, Sunday game, a Tuesday game. We'll start trying to match up those games and try to put those starters. It's not really like, like, hey, you're going to throw on Sunday. You're going to throw on Saturday. We're really not doing that as much as making sure they get a start in there within those four days. And then the practices are are just about just getting our timing back at the plate, making sure that we're – running the bases the right way. Our offense is going to be totally different this year Um, than it ever has been. We're excited about that. Uh, Adding Reggie Willis is exciting for us. Um, He brings a different perspective uh, to what we're trying to do. Uh, You know, it's uh, it's, it's an exciting time around Oklahoma baseball. There's no doubt about that. Uh,
1: uh, Tell me more about the offense. You say it's going to be different.
3: What do you mean by that? We're going to put a lot of pressure on a lot of people. We're a lot, lot more athletic uh, than we've been in a long time, and so we'll put a lot more pressure on. I love it. Uh, I give, give you the, I give you the signals, but I can't. Why? You don't trust me.
1: <laughs> uh, we'll work on that. I'll, I'll, I'll work on earning your trust. Uh, three weeks to opening day. It'll be the Sooners in Auburn down in Arlington. We'll talk to Coach uh, Johnson again before before that. But uh, great to uh, hear from you today, Coach. Good luck to your team. I hope it's a healthy next three weeks for you guys. And I can't wait till baseball season gets here.
3: Yeah, I appreciate it. I just want to send a uh, thank you out to uh, Johnny Baseball, trying to get them fans out there for yeah. it. it's, uh, That's really big.
1: Yeah, he's trying to get the pizza on the berm and everything again. He's he's a yeah. great baseball fan, that's for sure. It's gonna be fun. Hey, thanks, coach.
3: Okay. Yeah. All right, you have a great day. Go uh, get that basketball team you. W.
1: We'll see what we can do. See you, sir. There you go, Skip Johnson. He had to get TJ had to go put more diesel in diesel his internet. Diesel in his internet, yeah. Yeah. He <laughs> <laughs> did sound like like he was kind of fading in and out there, like he was. Uh, on a some sort of a radar that was circulating,
2: you he know? was probably on some uh you know side by side or something heading out to the field you got to go way out into the fields to <laughs> put your diesel in the internet <laughs> We'll take a break. My top
1: five all time auburn tigers t j when we come back.
0: This hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you by RK Black, a leading provider of office technology solutions for small and medium-sized businesses. Call 405-943-9800 or visit rkblack.com. God, I haven't heard this
1: song in forever. All right, welcome back. We're in Auburn today. One o'clock tomorrow, Sooners and Tigers. You ready for today's top five, TJ? Uh, the daily I top five. wait! We generated a lot of discussion yesterday among, uh, well, everybody. Um, so let me know if I miss anybody here, TJ, because I do. I don't always get them perfectly, TJ. Uh, today, though, in honor of where we are, in honor of tomorrow's opponent, today I have ranked my all-time top five Auburn Tigers. Any sport. Um, I don't think it needs any more explanation than that, TJ. Do you understand the parameters of today's top five?
2: All-time favorite Tigers. I, uh, I, I didn't say
1: anything about favorite. Oh, I didn't say anything about favorite. Just all-time uh, Tigers. All-time top five greatest Auburn Tigers. Okay. All I right. don't know that I like any of these guys maybe i do maybe i don't all right all right i got you top 5 greatest auburn tigers here we go uh number 5 the rifleman chuck person now chuck person probably has a greater uh meaning to me than he does to you because he's one of the indiana also all time greatest indiana pacers right uh dude could chuck- shoot Chuck Person got in some trouble in these parts a few years back with the whole recruiting scandal. Dude could shoot. He had some size to him. He was an assistant coach down here with Bruce Pearl. And uh, I don't know if he was the fall guy or if he was the uh, the lone shooter in, on the grassy knoll. But either way, he went down for it. But as a player, uh, I rank him fifth
2: all-time greatest Auburn Tiger. All right. Uh, by the way, uh, PSA uh, for Parker Thune and our younger listeners: uh, YouTube will have some of these gentlemen on it. So we'll go look up the research later. Chuck was an interesting body type. Like his skill
1: set and his body <laughs> type didn't match. He, he he was he was a little chunky. So he what? Well, yes. Like if you watch Chuck walk in at what I don't know, was he, six eight, six nine, big guy, six mm-hmm. seven to six nine, somewhere in there, you would think. Post up game. But that's not what he was at all. He was a marksman, man. Uh, Great three point shooter. Number four, Teach. All time greatest Auburn Tigers. The big hurt.
2: Frank Thomas. (laughs) Oh. Is there one of the great nicknames in all of sports and one of the most fitting in all of sports? Uh, Never played for one of my teams, but I loved Frank Thomas. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I didn't know that about you.
1: You know, he's still doing okay in the testosterone
2: he department, is. too. He is. still doing okay in the testosterone department. I didn't know you were a Big Hurt fan. Well, who wasn't? That's what I'm saying. Like All kids our age, when he was playing, loved the Big Hurt. That smile, the just bigger than life. He, yeah, mash. he was a
1: likable guy. Yeah. Well, a likable guy. Um, well, he is, still is. He's alive. Uh you know what I'm I'm just now kind of putting together? A lot of Auburn greats with interesting body types. He's another guy that was like he plays baseball? Yeah, should have been a football player, right. Yeah. But he's only number four. That's pretty impressive. Mm Mm-hmm. Big hurt. Hall of Famer, right? Hall of Famer. Okay. Number three. Cam Newton. All-time greatest Auburn Tigers number three, Cam Newton, led Auburn to a national championship. Again, freak size for the position that he played. A gigantic quarterback. He he did get Carolina to a Super Bowl in the pros. His, his uh, career kind of fell off the ledge after that. He failed in New England. Failed again this year with Carolina. But for a while there, he was great in the NFL, too. But at Auburn, he is a
2: legend. Cam at number three. One of the first with NIL deals with laptops, um, Cam Newton. (laughs)
3: Yes. (laughs) That's pretty good.
2: Number two,
1: TJ. All-time greatest Auburn. You guys need to be writing these down. We're about to be in the same conference as these guys, and you need to be educated, TJ, on who played for these schools, okay? Number two, the round mound of rebound himself,
2: Charles Barkley. How about that? that? This is correct. You've got him in the right spot. That Charles Barkley is number two. What if he shows up tomorrow? Well, I, then I hope be, you shake his hand.
1: I would be a little, uh, I'd be a little goo-goo over that. You know, I got Charles's autograph as a, chi- well, as a high schooler uh, in the Indianapolis airport one day. Really? I don't know if I knew this story. Haven't seen him since. He was at a bar. He, he was at a bar stool, like one of those kind of that sits in the middle of an airport, you know. Not like in a bar, but like almost like out in the middle of a walkway. Yeah, I got you. And my dad and I were flying somewhere, and I walked by, and I go, Dad, that's Charles Barkley. And we went and sat down. This was in his playing days, I think. And uh, he goes, maybe he just retired. He goes, after we sat down, he goes, you know what? You should go ask him for his autograph. When are you ever going to see him again? And I was like, really? He goes, yeah, What, what worst that can happen is he says no. So I took a piece of paper up to him, and I said, could I have your autograph, round mound? And he said, sure, kid. It was very much like the Mean Joe Green Coca-Cola commercial.
2: Chuck at number two. I Teach. wonder if he's there tomorrow, if he'll remember you. I'll ask him. Yeah, ask him about that encounter. Uh, I'm told Chuck and the Big
1: Hurt sometimes get together and come back to campus. Like, they're buddies. And the number one greatest athlete in Auburn history, Bo Jackson. Yeah, hands down. How about that five right there? Like, I don't even know who six would be. It it falls off precipitously after that. Like, they've had some nice other football players, some nice other basketball players, but there is a clear – big five and that it's an
2: impressive big five at Auburn the only argument I have you put big hurt I'm putting in front big of cam. hurt over cam but cam was unbelievable that year led him to the national title had some tremendous comebacks and and games where he wheeled his team to victories um That one's hard for me. You could make an argument there. I understand. His choice uh, of scarves later in in life have kind of knocked him down a little for me. So, yeah, I think I'm putting Frank Thomas above Cam Newton. Hmm.
1: One of them did it in the pros. Like, I don't know what Frank's college career is like. Maybe it was off the charts. But I I think think he's most widely known for what he did in Major League Baseball. He's a Hall of Famer. Uh, uh yeah, that's a I could I could see that argument. I could I don't agree with that. I could see the argument. But Bo Jackson one, Charles Barkley two, Cam Newton three, Frank
2: Thomas four, and the rifleman of five. That's a pretty good set of nicknames too. The only other name that's popped up here is Pat Sullivan. They say they he should be number three on the list. All the rest are kind of they were coming in before you got to number one saying if Bo Jackson's not number one, <sighs> dot dot dot. So
1: Pat Sullivan is an Auburn legend, and obviously he was before my time. So that's kind of like a Steve Owen situation there, where I just need to like maybe if you sat me down and watch some film. But guy, who are you going to put him in front of? You know, like who are you taking off the list for Pat Sullivan? I mean, maybe he was Chuck. A great but I, player
2: I, Chuck was a great player too. So Chuck Person. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I was. I went to Barkley as soon as
1: you said Chuck. Yeah, Chuck first. All right, there you go. There's today's daily top five all-time Auburn grades. We'll be back to wrap up the show here live from Auburn, Alabama next. Oh, what a show today. Andy Burcham, voice of the Auburn Tigers, Skip Johnson, Porter Moser, and a full half hour of the greatness of Kevin Henry. TJ, Feels like really, we just
2: started the show.
1: Kevin Henry is a human onion, man. You just keep peeling back layers, don't you? <laughs> I did get a text message from They're his moisturized
2: wife. layers, at least. Yep.
1: Ayana sent me a picture of the lotion bottle next to the sink. Ayana's Kevin's <laughs> wife. <laughs> and she said, "Let me and uh, read this. Let me make sure." That I could go right. a
2: lot of directions if people are just tuning in. She said, <laughs> "Like, like are, plank, man."
0: Like yeah. I have no. I'm really concerned now.
2: She said, "These are by every
1: sink, and he is particular that they all have to have pumps on them." It's like, the weirdest
2: thing I've ever heard in my life. I think that I've heard someone, something that someone does. Everyone has their quirks and likes certain things, but to Keep a stock of lotion with you and put bottles of lotion in neighbors and people's homes <laughs> for when you visit is the weirdest thing I may have ever yep. heard in my life. So uh, Chris is joined, is
1: late to the party here. Let's get him up to speed. Chris Plank with us for the crossover brought to you by the Cleveland County Family YMCA. I mean, the whole alarm clock situation is still fresh. So right? triggered.
0: I'm so triggered by that.
1: Uh, there's a lot of people still claiming that they have this superpower that they could wake. Uh, Here's my
0: favorite. Here's my favorite i wake up every day before my alarm goes off. But you still set it, right? Yeah. It, I, because there's that one to two to th- Everybody probably has a moment where they wake up before their alarm goes off because oh, yeah. we're old, and it's 4 a.m., and you go to the bathroom, and you go back to bed. That doesn't count. Sorry. I'm still triggered with Kevin about this. I don't buy now, it. No,
1: my point is it's it's fresh, and it uh, still should be the topic of the day, but Kevin has found a way to outdo himself. Oh, yes. Again. Uh, we found out uh, yesterday that Kevin is a uh, – he washes his hands a lot. He's got, like, OCD. Huh. And because of that, he frequently gets dry hands, and so he uses a lot of lotion. He's a big lotion user. Mm-hmm. So he keeps lotion at every sink in his home, <laughs> takes it with him when he travels, but he also will buy lotions to put at uh, neighbors' and friends' <laughs> houses that he visits frequently. Huh so that they will have lotion, his lotion on hand when he is at their house. Interesting. So he plants lotions around Norman, Oklahoma City, and uh, the Waco area so that whenever he visits, he has lotion on hand. He does it at neighbors'
2: houses, but if they live close enough, he just runs home and uses his own then runs back. So it depends on how many houses down he has to go, whether he stores lotion at their house.
0: Um, Quite a question.
2: Uh, Uh I... (laughs)
0: Do do you go to anyone's house enough to where you would need to put a product there to make sure that you get what you –
2: I mean, I – It doesn't matter if you go to their home every day, Chris. like (laughs) showing up with a bottle of lotion and saying, can you store this for me, (laughs) is just weird.
0: Good point. Good point. Fair enough.
2: But
1: Uh, Ayana bringing more information to the table saying he demands the pump. It can't be like <laughs> a squeeze, so Which weird. Which is
2: why you can't keep the individual in his pocket, I guess.
0: So yeah. weird, uh, because if you think about it, you every hotel, every hotel that you go to, right? I or have a bottle of lotion. I have lotion stored up for years, right? Yeah. Because I'll just grab it and take it. This goes back to, I guess, our first. I probably have a bottle of lotion from the <laughs> <Because> Holiday <laughs> Chris Inn we stayed at on California. Samples right. leaves hotels. Right. So I guess my point is, I gotta okay. I'm, Kevin Henry is an onion. That's a good way to put it. I said earlier today,
1: I am blessed. We are blessed. But specifically, I am blessed. The two color analysts (laughs) that I work with in football and basketball are are not only elite-level athletes. Correct. But they also are fascinatingly interesting human beings. Like, I could sit and talk to Teddy Lehman about his philosophies on anything in the world for hours. He's never fails to entertain me. And it's true with Kevin. And you never know what Kevin's going to say. And he's always shocked when you don't do the same thing. Like if I last night at dinner, if I, he was like, "You don't keep lotion at other people's houses?" I was like, "No, Kevin. Nobody does that but you." He's like, He's just always stunned that everybody else doesn't. Know. I wouldn't even
0: think of that. Like, if I went over to my neighbor's house, if I went over to Wes's house, and I've been Ding to Wes's dong. house negative one times, and just said, hey, Wes, here's some lotion. Uh, I need it in your bathroom for when I come over and wash my hands. Yeah. Wes would be like, cereal killer. Well, do you put your milk in before you put your cereal in? What's, what's going <laughs> on here? Do you drink decaffeinated coffee? I'm starting to worry a little bit here, Kevin uh, <laughs> He would Cody. say,
2: uh, "No need. You're not coming to That's my house okay. ever again." That's <laughs> okay. And then every
0: single time that I walk from my car and I see him and I wave, it's just a stare that I get.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Good times. Oh man. Yeah. Well, who knows? Who knows what today will reveal? Maybe Monday <laughs> I'll have a new story for you. So. All right, uh, Chris. Have a great show and a great weekend. Wait,
0: this is one, two, three. This is six days on the road that you're going to be with him, right? Almost.
1: Uh, no five. Five, okay, okay. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday,
0: Saturday, five. Okay, I cannot yeah. wait to what story's next.
1: Chris, have a great show and a great weekend. Thanks, Thanks Toby. to uh, Auburn play-by-play voice Andy Burcham for joining us today, Skip Johnson, Kevin Henry, you fine folks as well. Everybody out there, have a great weekend. 1 o'clock tomorrow's the game, 12.30 pregame. OU and Auburn, have a great weekend, everybody.